Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. I am 25 years old and we're back. Come on. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, I didn't get huh? you. Did, did you know it was his birthday? I did know it was his birthday and I got him a really good gift. You did. But um, it's Ooh. broken. Is it broken or we just don't know how to use it? It no, definitely broken. doesn't work. Okay. Well, we think my gift might work. I actually did give him a gift. I think, a yeah, sushi I, think, roller. I think that gift's going to work. And then we're going to get this one fixed and then we're going to be the most chefing house in all of yeah Los we got Angeles. a lot of kitchen applies yeah appliances. yeah so so chase got Braden a uh at home sushi roller maker mm-hmm. which love, is awesome because i love sushi we love sushi mm-hmm. and i got Braden a uh automatic cooler of uh a can or a wine or a beer you put it in and it like takes a minute to make it super cold um but it broke because Bra- it's broken brain does this thing where every morning he puts a monster in the freezer yes. where i keep my stuff and then forgets about it 85 percent of the time which usually means there's just an exploded monster can by the time we um what did what did our intern keon say huh. when he goes oh yeah carbonated water it freezes it explodes <laughs> something like that what did he say it's so funny dude Kia's been a monster lately. We've been uh we've been out and about a lot. There's been kids have been busy. So much going on, but we're still making an episode of the pod. It's just not coming out on Wednesday sometimes. So right. you guys just gotta bear with us and we appreciate all of your messages because dude, we've been running into podcast people in person. Right. And it is nuts. Yeah. It's the craziest thing in the world when we meet you guys outside of like Instagram DMs. It's the most yeah. fun thing in the world, I think, for for me. I love meeting you guys in person. Happened at the gym and then happened when we were in Austin, Texas. And I was on cloud nine for the whole rest of the day. I was like, this is insane that we were meeting you guys in public and we're having that much of an impact and you like the show that much. Like it's crazy to just talk and meet with you guys and see what all of you are up to. It's awesome. Happened to it. me in um Connecticut. Yeah. Shout out to Xavier. Let's go. Fucking boy. And you guys have been eating, dude. The pod squad just yeah. fucking eats. And that's it. Yeah, they've dude. been getting work and stuff. Just hey? people are closing deals. Mm-hmm. I got a I got a DM right before the show. A fifteen K deal. So oh, wow, give me a call, dude. you know, give me, I'm a DP in LA. Give me right, a call. Right. Do you need to hire me? Yeah, you guys need some help. Call Do you need us. A filmer? You guys are going to surpass us here soon and we're not going to have anything to talk about. Speaking of which though, uh, talking about that shit, let's talk about getting hired, dude. Dude, people need to get hired. We got some ideas. We got lots of ideas for you guys to get hired. You guys really liked Rock Talk and I got a ton of messages. You guys thought we were just burning the show and we're just done. We're not done with the 505 pod. Rock Talk was just... Basically, an episode of us bullshitting for an hour. It was an, ex- and, it was an experiment. Yeah, and yeah. you guys really liked it. The messages were fun, but today is all about getting you guys hired. Yeah. The number one thing to get you hired is to be good at a drone. And Braden's really good at flying drones, did right, Braden? Did it, did it say that? Because <laughs> I feel like that actually kind of is a thing. Like, if you can just fly a drone, you can get on any set. But yeah, Braden has had some really good drone experiences lately. Yeah, so we're, we're in Austin, and, you know, I'm ripping the drone for like 10 seconds. And... There just happens to be this, guys, listen though, this is not my fucking fault, okay? The drone, <laughs> the telephone wires, okay, if you're looking at a street, right? Telephone wires go on the sides of the street mm-hmm. normally. And you just sur- surf those. You if follow you, yeah, those, if I yeah? surf those, I should be good. Uh-huh. No, apparently not, because there's one wire that gets bored and it's super tiny usually and I can't see it in my headset. So we're in Austin, hanging out with some buddies, and I was flying the FBB <laughs> And drone. I go, hey, Braden, before we take off. I was just alerted from our producer, or not a producer, let's call him boots on the ground, yeah. car to car, producer yeah. man. Yeah. He told me, I live around here, a lot of telephone wires. So I'm telling him that. And he's like, dude, I know I got it. And then like 
five seconds later i kissed a, a wire and it just went toppling and i was like oh that's sick so then i just full on sprinted like a mile and a half down the street it was so far dude i was dying a lot of adrenaline running through my body though to try and find this drone i'm going through prickly prickly cactus looking ass things like cat claws everywhere and i'm just going army crawl on this guy's property and i'm thinking dude this guy's gonna shoot me in texas if i if he sees me doing this on his property i'm looking i'm looking nothing next day we get a dm from this random guy in texas shout out will and he found the drone, found my sticker on it, shipped me the drone. And I was like, oh, sick, dude. I would really like to fly the drone this weekend. So then this weekend, Chase and I were in Malibu, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm getting, I'm, dude, I'm having a day. I'm ripping. He was ripping. And I was ripping. And I go through three sets of telephone wires on accident, though. Like, I get up close to them. I go, oh, shit, those are wires. Go through them. Because like, it's dude. one of those things where, like, you don't notice you them until you're sick too late. Until you're, like, through dude, them. Dude, and we looked, we looked at them I looked with my own eyes. I didn't see a wire crossing we the did street. A, we did an ocular pat down of yeah. the wires for sure. There was no wires that we could see. So then we went to spot number two. I'm flying for like 10 seconds, literally 10 seconds. I'm going straight and all of a sudden I just see the like my, my little headset just tumbling in circles and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I look up and the drone is just shooting up to like the moon. It was mm. just going straight just up straight to the up. sky. Straight up to the sky, tumbling like a thousand times. Chase and I are both looking at it like, oh my God, what's happening what were you okay in this huh. moment yeah. drone is it drones going straight up uh -huh. and it's just it's like going in circles and Brady can't control it what are you hoping for i'm praying that it just goes down the side of the mountain me too and i was just like fuck it it's gone it's, like whatever yeah, me you too. know that's not what happened no <laughs> <laughs> it starts so i try and mess with like two of the two of my little throttle things mm -hmm. and I shoot it up one way and, I, and it just goes right, wide, mm -hmm. right. Oh, yeah. oh, so there's like, it's like working kind of. And then I try and do it again. Nothing. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's sick. So now it's just completely disengaged and it is just hauling ass straight up into the sky. Like, Jesus, take and it away. No, no, literally. I'm like, yo, please, like, and don't And then there die. comes a point mm -hmm. when it stops going straight up. And then it comes just it, right back out. It's like a boomerang. Like so fast yeah. down. So fast, like 55 miles per hour. There's got to be, we're flying away from where everybody's at, like the complete opposite direction, but now it's coming back and it's just coming with a vengeance to hit somebody on the ground. Yeah. So it's coming and Chase and I look at each other, like we have time, dude. There's a lot of time going on mm -hmm. in between this, like heart stopped yeah. completely. You feel like it's coming down, like it's, you, you look at it and you're like, it's happening all in slow motion. Oh, yeah, completely. Oh, yeah, 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 dude. dude. I feel like- 240 oh, frames per second. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, did you just hear Chase and I go, oh shit. Oh, oh, it's coming back at us. Oh my and God. Then, and then we're on like a blind corner blind in corner. a hairpin and this guy starts coming on the road that the drone's flying to and I just go, someone, fuck, fuck, fuck. I didn't know. It's funny. You never know what you're going to do in that kind of situation. No. I didn't yell, stop. I didn't yell, oh no. I just kept saying, fuck, 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 yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. We both were saying that. And then- um, yeah, and then, and then, <laughs> dude, this is the thing, though, dude. Buddy hesitated on the corner. Yeah. If you just power through the corner, you're not getting hit with the drone. Yeah, he you know? saw it, I think. He knew there was something, and he stopped, which is not what you should do. Yeah. You should probably speed so up. So it's not my fault. No, yeah. Let us tell insurance that. <laughs> Brayden's the, the king of, like, having something happening, and him being like, nah, it's not my fault. Dude, like, the dude should not have been driving have that should have driven day. a little bit faster. And anyways, yeah. drone comes down, though, and just... Bear, I thought it. I in my head, I th I was like, oh, it's gonna crash through the middle of his window. Mm -hmm. He's gonna die, and mm -hmm. I'm going to jail. This right. is gonna be terrible. Right. Anyways, it taps the back side of his car, it's like just nuts, just it. barely. Which I thought was, you were gonna escape, which was so annoying. And then the drone just catapulted into the ground, just mm -hmm. like, and I was like, oh god. So we pick up the drone, 
tell him we got insurance, whatever. So he's, uh, he was, he told me that he was super pissed off and that he was late for a meeting and that he was super pissed off yeah. twice. And he, he, uh, you don't want to mess with this guy. This guy was like six, four. He looked like Vin Diesel, but mm. a little bit bigger. Um, he and, seems a really nice guy, right? <laughs> no, yeah. He seemed like the nicest guy possible for the situation. And, uh, we get his information and the drone is just destroyed, but we did get the memory card back. We can't show the clip cause the clip is just corrupted. Yeah. Which is so bummer. Cause I think the battery disconnected. Hey, yeah, it had mm. to have been. It it, I Damn. mean, it just complete one arm gone though. And, but we got the drone back, so nice. we're good. So we, this is our last time yep. that I can send it in and get a new one. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that refresh. And once those refreshes are over, I have a FPV drone that I bought like He's two years ago. We're going to build one. Yeah, bro. we'll build one. Let's build like a big, like fuck one that can hold the C70. That'd be yeah, sick. That would be sick. So yeah, maybe I shouldn't fly the drones anymore no dude you're great at it we just Dang, gotta look sure. out for the wires come, dude, on. come on man. um anyways so number one learn how to fly drones really well and then let, let's get into the rest of them maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's around that time of the year weather's nice mm. it's officially summer you just graduated yeah people just graduated maybe? high school yeah. or college Either looking way. for a job trying to get hired or you're freelancing yeah yeah or you're just freelancing and vibing and you want yeah. some extra cash for the summer bread. so you can go to greece dude yeah maybe you're not working and you're just vibing yeah but anyways if you want to start working <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then let's get hired. Listen, okay? Big thing for getting hired, guys. Have sick work. And if you don't have sick work, what's great about it is you don't have to get paid to go make it. Yeah, exactly. You got to mm-hmm. go make the stuff that you want to get paid to make. And so work on the website, okay? We're not sending over our Instagrams anymore. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. You're a grown-ass adult man or woman. Mm-hmm. Go make a fucking website. Mm-hmm. Make the website pretty and spend time on the website. It shouldn't be done in a day unless you're a psychopath. Right. You know, spend some time. Sit with it. Every time anyone reaches out to me like for like a full-time job, like my agency that I currently work at, they were like, hey, we're interested in you. Send over the website. Send over the website. All of a sudden you're in a meeting. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's like, that's, you got to have that. You got to have a professional website to send to them. And then we always say it's like, have good work and have a good attitude. Mm-hmm. Because if you say like, if you're just like, I will do whatever you need to do if you really want that job. And like, if they ask you like, can you do this? I learned this in my first agency job. You just don't say no. You say yes and I'll figure it out. Like, I'll do it. I don't know how, but I will find out a way to make it work. You know what I mean? And that's the attitude that just differentiates people, in, especially in this field, where, like, video, it's like, we want to have, like, 50 people run under the Venice sign or, like, whatever. And it's like, I have no idea how anyone could ever do that, but I'm not going to say no to you, and I'm going to figure it out. So it's like having a can-do attitude and having good work is going to get you in the door in almost, like, every every place you could ever want to work at. Seriously. Because people want to be around those that they enjoy their company, right? right? So like, obviously they wanna hire people that are capable of doing the job, but like, if you're re- if you're really talented and can get the work done, but you're like a shitty person or like right. not f- fun to be around, not, you don't have to be like the funnest person to be around, but. Yeah, don't try too hard to be overly yeah. fun because those people suck. But no it's just like, people wanna be around people who are great to be around and being around someone with a bad attitude is like being around someone with bad breath you just don't want to do it right if there's complaining every time like people sometimes people ask me like hey can you get this done it's like look you pay me to work for you in the reasonable working hours as long as you don't stop paying me i will always be available to do the work that you asked me to do because that's my job right and people really like when you say that because a lot of people are like oh i like i just got done with this and it's like well you pay me to do these work time so i'm gonna work for you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i just feel like social skills go such a long way mm. and oftentimes you'll see someone in a position and be like how the fuck did they get this job or like how did they get that opportunity and like social skills go a long way because like sometimes you can just like talk your way into getting right. a gig even if you're not the most qualified or like the most talented we were talking to our friends who 
run this startup and they have like 25 employees yeah. and they were saying when they look for people to hire like there's sometimes there's a random guy with like tons of experience in the field stanford like, mb stanford mb all that stuff yeah. and they're like but we want to hire this person because she was a red bull girl on campus and she hustled she sold more red bull than anyone's ever sold before and we wanted that and that she's person, cool to hang out exactly with. and that person just got the attitude that they need and then you can mold these people mm-hmm. into what you need them to be right? yeah i think if if you're passionate about anything people want to hear that in your interview you know whether it's like you're the weird fish guy you you whatever you sure. do on the weekends it's like a thing that you actually enjoy like people when they ask you like, oh what do you do they want to hear what you're passionate yeah. about they're looking for like a they don't want somebody that's been broken and destroyed by corporate america right. and they're like yeah i'm just here to get this paycheck man right. call, mm-hmm. mail it in call it a day they're gonna be like okay where's the kid that's like soul's not broken uh-huh. and let's find yeah. him or her and get because it, it boosts the whole culture of, the, of yeah. the company i always say i always say i'm like look man i am zero from holes when i when i'm working i'm making videos when i'm not working i'm going out there and i'm making videos dude like what do you like to do in your free time i like to make videos man i dig like holes. To dig holes. <laughs> okay i have a little story i can tell that probably hits on a few of these points mm. the, my first real job mm. so Basically, I was in LA. I was broke. I had like $85 left. And this agency hits me up at like, I think it was like 9 a.m. And they're like, can you come in at 11? And I was like, sure. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But I, I had some videos on. I had a website that I worked on over the summer. I had some videos for like uh, this company hired me to go to China. I like had a little video in there. Had some just like, honestly, I had a lot of just like me traveling in Norway, but like cool edits, etc. Um, They talked to me for like 20 minutes. And I looked up the guy in the two hours I had. I knew like, I knew where he was from. I knew like, what do you like to do? So I was kind of bringing those things up. You know, you can make those connections. So always like, if you can, it seems creepy, but creep on LinkedIn, creep on their Instagram and figure out what they're into. If they're into sneakers, like wear the blazers, you know, like wear something cool and like show them because then they just know like, oh, I'll be able to connect with this person. Anyways, we connect. He's like, you seem to be really good. Like, what are you doing today? And I was like, uh, this, I guess I'm just going to do this interview. And I was gonna, like, go home, whatever. And he's like, well, no, come upstairs. All of a sudden I'm in a meeting. And there's Ed shot all these things for Kona Brewing Company, the beer. And they're like, how would you edit this? And this was, this was, you know, I was still like coming out of college. I was like, I would fucking zoom transition into the can, zoom out to this. Like, well, cause it was, it was about like a mini vacation. So mm. it was like, it was like guy drinks a can and then I'd zoom like zoom out and it'd be like Hawaii. Like all of a sudden he feels like he's in Hawaii, mm. you know, it's a pretty good idea actually. So I pitched this idea in there and they're like, cool go to the computer. I'm like, Doc, I don't even know where the footage is. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But then the guy's like, I'm really busy. So like, you just make those videos that you talked about. And so I find the footage. I make one video by the end of the day, the executive creative director comes by and he's like, this is good. Come back tomorrow. And that's how a lot of the time it goes where they don't like, especially agencies nowadays. And we like, Chloe just got a job. And this is how my current agency job is, is like, they hired me for like eight days. And I think they hired Chloe for like 14. And if you can show that you have a good attitude and that you can like do what they need you to do and not like weird shit that they don't want you to do, but just follow those directions. Then they'll hire you for a month then they'll hire you for a year. And all of a sudden you have like a full-time job with benefits and everything. But something that did come up was when he was hiring me, when he was talking to me, he's like, what is your day rate is the last thing he asked. I had no idea. I had never thought about a day rate. So you should probably think of one ahead of time. It depends on, you kind of have to suss it out, but like, honestly, let's just be like, I feel like it's helpful to be prescriptive. Anywhere between like three hundred and four hundred dollars, depending on your experience level, as a freelancer, is like an appropriate day rate. I would say mm-hmm. if you're like, uh, like if you're good editing, at what, like good, creating, good at yeah. what you do, yeah, because mm-hmm. that was specifically for editing. That was an edit job. I think I said my day rate was three hundred sixty dollars, which was a total guess, shot in the dark. I had no idea if that was low or high. It was pretty good. I think I, nice. all of a sudden I could like afford groceries and stuff. It was sick. Just knowing how much you want to charge for something and how much you do charge goes a long way because we've said it before on the podcast, but like having the minimum level of engagement 
of which a company can work with you for or that you want to get hired for whatever mm-hmm. like it allows you to get rid of and and not have to work with companies that can't afford you it's just important to know how much you want to charge or do charge what your rate is and in saying it confidently yes. and like right away makes it feel a lot more like they can justify the amount like if, if they're like how much you charge and it's like well, it feels like they're going to fuck you over, mm-hmm. right? But if you say, I'm $360 a day and it'd be great to work with you. You know what I mean? Then they're mm-hmm. like, okay, this guy's what this guy charges. He knows his worth and it's important. You know what I mean? It's an important little detail to have. So like, think about that ahead of time. And yeah. it gets more comfortable the more that you do talk about the money. Totally. So a lot of you have like DM me and you're like, oh, you know, this is uncomfortable and this is weird. And like me and my family don't really talk about money. A lot of like different cultures don't talk mm-hmm. about money. Totally. So it's weird. You know, they don't do it. So getting... Comfortable in your head and like write it down and be like, okay, I want 500 bucks to make said video or said design or take pictures of a person or whatever. So then when someone asks you, you're just ready to go. You got your right. number. You're like, this is the number. And if they're like, that doesn't work. Sounds good. It was great to meet you. Love to yeah. work with you in the mm-hmm. future. If you have another project that comes up that fits this budget, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, and then also to something that I've done that I've like messed up. I remember there was one client and I was like, oh, I want, it was high. It was like 35,000 or something. Right. And then they were like, this is way out of the budget. And they're like, we could do 10. I'm like, son of a bitch. I totally would have taken 10, Mm, but you're not going to go do the same work for 10 that you said you'd do for 35,000. You look like a moron. You're like not running a legitimate company. So it's like, that's sick. So we're gonna have to pass on this, but that's great. And now I realized I just way overshot this. I thought you guys had way more money and that entire situation would have been fixed if I would have just asked for their budget up front because they they're like, oh, go build a, a thing. It's like, you can't build a thing. Can't go build a deck with all these numbers if you don't know what they want to spend. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of their time. So like telling them, yo, does five to 10 make sense? If they're like, oh my God, absolutely not. You're like, okay, then I really don't want to work with you because right. I'm only going to do it if it's in the five to 10K range. Right. And you also, know? also a lot of times, like there's kind of like a standoff where you're like, what's your rate or what's you're your like budget? What's your rate yeah, type of thing, right? So something, a trick that you can do to have a client tell you what their budget is for a, uh, for a project is say, hey, I could do this for you know a thousand dollars. This could also be done for five thousand dollars. This could also be done right. for fifty thousand or a hundred thousand. Varying like, levels of quality. Yeah, yeah, like so. Where do you kind of fall within that? That's a good. That's a good trick. It's kind good of like trick. a trick. Yeah. Um, I feel like it also gets them to want to say more because sometimes if you just say what's your budget, they're like, how much do I want to pay this fucker? Yeah. You know, I've realized exactly. that lately, and then I'm like, that's not your budget because that if that is like, I'm not gonna make any money. Another tip as on the freelance side, I actually just locked in a new client to do like TikTok and Instagram Reels content for. Um, they couldn't afford my minimum level of engagement. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, you know, you guys are at a gym. You train people. Right. You got a membership. I'll take the membership and I'll charge you less. And it's going to work out because now I got a fucking free personal trainer out of it, which is great. And so sometimes if you want to get hired, but maybe like a, it's a company that you really want to work with, but they can't maybe afford your rates. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a way that you can like barter something mm. that's not just a monetary value. Big barter guy, mm-hmm. you know, you just Huge. put them back on the Oregon Trail, dude. Yeah. Big barter, big barters. Oh, yeah. I think it's important too when you meet when you're meeting with these people, right? All kinds of different people: All introverts, kinds. extroverts, people that are really loud, really quiet. You vibing, know? they're not. Vibing. Yeah, they're vibing, they're not vibing. It's important. I think in the, I learned this from a book a really long time ago in college, like how to win friends and influence people. But they talk about mirroring in this book mm-hmm. and mirroring, like when you sit down. And you're in an interview with someone or you meet a new person. If, you know, they start talking about trains, 
ask them a fucking question about trains. So then you keep the conversation going about something that they're interested in and you're matching their energy. If I'm a huge extrovert, which I probably could be to a lot of people, it's Uh an intense personality. If I go meet someone and they're very quiet, I'm not going to be like, yo, like I'm going to match what they're giving me. Right. And I'm going to ask them questions that I think of stuff that's interesting to them. Right. And we're going to try and find something that hopefully we can land in common that we can both talk about. And then you can go in the same direction. All of a sudden it flows and exactly. it's easy and, and it's, it's not It's not like a weird jigsaw. It's like, you know, you want to have it be like a zipper. Just perfect mm. unison of, of mm. you know, talking with mm, right there. And, and like knowing like the culture of where you're trying to work at is really important. Yes. And I think you could talk about, you know, the... For example, at the Lakers, if you showed up not in a suit, they'd probably tell you to leave. Right. But if they showed up in a suit to your job, they'd probably right. tell you to leave. Right. So it's just this Literally. weird, you know, it's just understanding that Wyden and Kennedy, for example, it's a huge ad agency mm. in New York, LA, whatever. Those are some of the, they look like they're going to Coachella to go yeah. to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. People are dressed so fitted. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Is this a fashion show? And they're like, this is just how they're just coming to well, work. It's, it's nine in the morning. It's part of it. Like, yeah, yeah so in my, first, in my first agency, everyone just dressed like real cool. I think I learned a lot about, I remember thinking like, I'm learning a lot about videos and a lot about fashion. <laughs> so I'm not even kidding. That's I mean, like funny. Thomas, you yeah, know, yeah, Thomas yeah. the swaggiest guy Thomas in the world. Thomas the swaggiest guy. He worked there, you know, and they all just like had like cool Nikes on mm-hmm. and like Nike was a client. So we had to wear Nikes, but it was like a vibe. But then there's this guy and we desperately needed this one role. I think it was like an account manager and this guy was so qualified he seemed cool he just showed up in a suit and was super in, like professional intense like would not talk about anything about the job and and we we're just like we're just we can't hire this guy it just would feel so weird i mean we do like fruit roll-up braces over the loft like you would do that we're like you can't do that in a suit no you can't do that look you like a dummy it. you would look like a dummy so like you got to know just try to research it try to yeah. figure it out try to talk to someone it's like hey what's yeah. it like there yeah and then if that's a good fit for you then you should try to match it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But don't like become a chameleon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then when you do, you know, get that initial interview, obviously they're going to ask you a bunch of questions about, you know, what is your experience? Like, what can you do? Tell us about yourself, whatever. It's also important to ask them questions. You never mm-hmm. want to like leave the interview mm-hmm. having just been asked questions and not ask any because you want to know as much as you can about the set company you're mm-hmm. interviewing for. And you can you can apply this like interviewing or whatever. You're doing the same type of interview thing as a freelance person with these clients. Totally. Like you're, you're like interviewing them to see if you want to work with them. If they're going to send you a revision at two in the morning, you don't want to work with that, you know, that person. So the same type of concepts of like, interviewing and like talking to people like that goes for the freelancer people as well totally. so you say know? you're in interview some examples let's mm. do some examples give me, yeah give me yeah. one we'll go around robin yeah yeah i always like to ask like what's like what gets you excited to go into work every day mm. you know because it's i want to work somewhere that people are like stoked to be there not just like there for the paycheck because that's a bummer yeah it's definitely. a waste of time ask him i think you know what's what's turnover look like this company how long mm. are people staying here so I think if you if somebody tells you oh, a year, you're like, okay, who's a psychopath here? Is it this boss or is it this boss? You right. know what's going on? You right. can kind of figure it out. Um, what does a home run employee look like? Mm. Similar. Mm. So that would be like if you're applying for uh, you know a job. As far as a, a freelance client goes, you could say, you know, what does a uh, what does a home run uh, like execution on this project look like? Mm. Um, or like, what do you hope to accomplish within you know three months of us working together? And what are like the, um, what's like a career path that I would have if I took this position, right? Mm. Say you wanted, you know, you want, you're like a, applying for like a junior producer role, but you really want to be like an executive producer. Is like, is that a, th- a path here even? Or is like, would I have to go somewhere else to like get that further promotion? Mm-hmm. Oh, day-to-day responsibilities. What am I going to be doing? Yeah. And, and you got to know that because then you can honor that because that's a commitment, right? They're hiring you to do this, this, and this. 
do those things and you don't have to do other stuff because that's going to get pretty annoying for them if they're like like i'm going to work on this edit but also like what if i like was in the meeting and i was like pitching client ideas and like well we have people for that please don't do that and like people get fired for stuff like that like you got to do what you're told stay in your lane stay in your lane exactly and do the best you can in that lane and then that will take you to where you need to be Hmm. another one is where do you see the company headed in the next five years Mm. because then you can see like you know where where do they where do they like, see we're going, going under <laughs> right <laughs> right okay cool i remember yeah. dude i remember best buy who oh, was someone interviewed there basically i had a friend that was interviewing there and he was like asking that question basically and he's so glad he did because he asked them and they were like like corporate not like in the in the store but he was like what like where's best buy going how's it feeling how are we handling amazon he said we just had the most sales we've ever had last quarter and we will no longer be a company in five years for sure He's like, just, he's like, Amazon's taking us over. We're just like, we're not going to make it. Jeez. And he's like, thank you so much for telling me that. Like, I'm wow. going to go work somewhere else. Oh my God. Yeah. I think you went to work at Radio Shack. Just kidding. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. What's a work day look like here? Mm-hmm. Am I getting here at nine? Right. Am I leaving yeah. at five? Because every company says we have a great work-life balance. Half of them are lying. Bullshit, yeah. dude. They the just work life that? thing and the family thing you gotta you gotta see right through this shit yeah you gotta you gotta figure out be like do i like these people can i hang out with them right are we gonna grind right are we getting off at five well, and it depends because some like in my first agency it was like it was, all the people were super fun like some of my best friends still are like worked there and we i mean we worked our asses off but it was fucking fun so it didn't really matter mm. you know what i mean and then some agents uh, like some places like i just i know people that work at like i won't say the agencies but like work forever like people work like 12 hour days at a lot of agencies and fuck that i've never had to do that luckily because i've been just like pretty cautious about like what is it like you can ask people and they'll be pretty honest with you like oh, we do work a lot but this no fuck that it's gonna suck you know what i mean but they're like honestly it's pretty sweet and that's really important you know what i mean mm-hmm, you definitely. don't want you don't want to work to midnight every night it's terrible another good one is when you when they hit you up for that interview Michael, okay, go on LinkedIn. Find out who Michael is. Find mm-hmm. out what, what's Michael yeah, doing. Creep, Michael, creep Michael got a dog. Like, oh my god, dude, my dog just ran out this morning. He's like, dude, I have a dog too. Oh I think god. that's so. It's it's weirdly important, and it, it's like more important than like the rest of it. Dude, you know though, this is crazy though, because if you if say say you're going on a date with a girl, I haven't been on a date in a long time, but say you were going on a date with a girl, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't been on a date with a new girl. Yeah, no, no exactly. Are you yeah, taking yeah. Chloe on dates still? Come never, on, man. We never go on dates. You ever. gotta work on that. I'm just kidding. Okay, so say you were going on a date with a new a new girl. You're going to the gram and you're going to find out what, mm. what she likes to do so you can have shit to talk <laughs> sure. about. My, you know my what I'm dad, saying? My Same dad, type of things. My dad used thing. to say he always had like a flashcards that you like go through before no, because you get so nervous like talking points. No, he, he so did yeah. That's funny. Whereas now my brother, this is too much information. I apologize, Spencer. My brother would just like, I was like, what's like your first date? Like? He's like, dude, I take him through an experience. Man. <laughs> he's like, I got this story. And he's like, he's got this whole thing planned. And he nails it, dude. It's so funny. He's like, date two, I got nothing else <laughs> yeah, to talk about. That was all date one. Okay. Do you guys, when you go out to a restaurant or like, you know, you're going to go to a restaurant, do you look at the menu beforehand? I usually do because I can't eat gluten. And I'm just mm. like, will I be able to fucking eat anything? But Super I wouldn't. Fair. I don't think I would otherwise. If people say, hey, this place is a lot of good gluten-free options, I'm not going to look at the menu. After that first interview... I think it's it's really important, one, in that interview to say, convey how much you want the job. 
my brother always talked about how that's really important when he was interviewing. It's like, if this person really wants to work where, like where he's working at Intuit at the time, he's like, that's going to pay off so much for us because that person's going to grind to be better and they're not going to leave right away. And they're going to say yes if we offer them the job. So try to, try to show that. And then a good way to show that after the fact is sending a thank you. Like, thank you for taking the time to interview with me. Because when you're working, you don't really want to fucking take 30 minutes to interview someone because you got a lot of stuff to do. Send them a thank you that goes a long way and then they see your name again right and the name's in the head and then maybe you follow up like a week later if they haven't heard anything and then they see your name again and that's just so important to like have that kind of connection you know what i mean 100 percent. i also think that like something that i feel that keon our intern did is just that like he just really wanted to be around us and wanted to work with us and like he's really just starting on his content journey as far as like still learning how to use a camera right. and shoot and edit and all that kind of stuff and we've taught him a ton but like the kid's been taking initiative, take like on our flights, like taking pod notes right. about like the whole pod and just like editing clips. Like even when we haven't asked him to do it, he's like going above and beyond and taking that initiative. And he's shown us how much he does like want to work with us. So that's been like great. Which is great. But he showed us that right away when he was yes. just like, I just fucking really want to work with you guys. I don't even care. And we're like, he's pretty raw, but like he just so wants to. And like, again, that personality that goes so far, dude, mm. just the can do attitude. He's also funny. Yeah. He's also been really Cracking pulling jokes. up the jokes lately. <laughs> Making great memes for yeah. us. As far, as far as like freelance goes too, I think that a lot of these things will go back and forth. Yeah. But I mean, biggest one though, man, is having, knowing the number that you will, like the lowest number that you'll take to, to do something, having great, great website, good work. And you know, something that I did in school, I was, I was really prepped to come out of school and get an agency job or get a freelance work because I had done music. I had done football. I'd done barber shit. I'd done sororities. I could do, I showed all these different areas that I was like, Oh, mm. I, I can make a bag doing this for like, until I figure out what I really want to do. So I had all these different avenues of content, not just sports. Because you hear yeah. everybody saying like, oh, niche down, niche down, niche down. Everybody's right. telling you that, right? Which Fine. I think is important. Which is fair, which is I fair. I think it's important later. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think when you're starting, if you can do, you know, a thousand different things, dude, do them. Try, try yeah. it out. Try and figure out what you do like the best because... The worst thing you could probably do is be 35 and be fucking doing, say, sports or whatever. And mm. be like, I fucking hate sports. Mm -hmm. Be like, I hate this stuff. I wish I was shooting something Exactly. Else. So it's great when you're young and you don't have you don't have a wife. You don't have kids. You don't have any real, besides your rent payment and your food, whatever. You don't have all these responsibilities yet. You can go try to be a DJ, videographer, or a photographer, right. whatever. Try it all. Travel around the world. You can see how that's like. Because when you're you know, 30 and you're stuck in said thing... You're going to hate yourself for right. not trying all yeah. those things while you were young and while you could have done it, while you went on tour when you were young or whatever, you know? Two things going off of that. One thing that I think, if you say you're going into the video space, you want to get hired for videos, say at an agency, all agencies and a lot of freelance shit, they just, they need editors. They all do. It's a shortage. It's a fucking nationwide shortage. And even if you don't want to be an editor, I didn't want to be a full-time editor, but I learned how to edit and I was pretty good at it. And now I like get to shoot all the time. And I get to travel and it's great. But sometimes you got to cut your teeth. And I'm just saying, like, fucking learn how to use Premiere Pro. It will get you hired I, I, no matter what, if you're good at it. Seriously. It's just like so you too. can't miss. Yeah. They're always going to need it. They're always going to need it. Everybody needs editors. Everyone needs an editor. Everyone yeah. does. Yeah. Although I did hear, mm -hmm. but it apparently didn't work. <laughs> Who hired them? Oh, some studio hired Google to see if they could make AI editors. Yeah, no chance. And I was like, holy shit, but it didn't work. Thank God. Apparently, mm -hmm. the edits were just trash. But it's kind of scary. I don't Anyways, think that would ever work. I don't think that would ever work. Because it, it's 
it's making choices. You're not going to pull yeah. the right selects. You're not going to make like a, they can make like a really basic, like corporate thing that doesn't have any like artistry. But the other thing I was going to say is that's funny going off of what you're saying, kind of devil's advocate, but not really at my first job, you're talking about like learn how to do everything, which is important and it can mm. get you hired and it's good. But sometimes if you feel like this is a place that where you could get like abused for knowing everything, like don't don't give them all the keys to the kingdom. For, no, no, absolutely. That that's a big one. That's a big. Uh, but well, I think, but I think that you, when they tell you what the description is, you're not going to go in there and be like, "Yo, I can do design," because right. their eyes are going to get big, and they're going to be like, that. "Yo, we could pay this kid for one job, and he does 17." That happens all the time, and people get taken advantage of. Cause, so, because I did yeah. that, dude. I was like, they were like, "Well, like all of a sudden, Nike needs a retoucher." I'm like, "Well, I can retouch photos," because I just don't want to say no. I didn't really know how, but I did do it and I was pretty good at it, right? And then all of a sudden I was doing fucking, yeah, I was like illustrator. You're a retoucher guy, yeah. I'm like writing copy and stuff. And then my buddy, Kevin, we really need to After Effects help for this project. (laughs) And he was just, it was not going to get done unless someone stepped up. And I walk past him, I see him just like the sickest After Effects shit. I'm like, what? You know how to do it? He goes, shut the fuck up. It's like, do not tell anyone I know how to use After Effects <laughs> because he didn't want to get stuck being the After Effects guy. He was, a, he was, he wanted to be a creative director, which he is now, which is sick. But like, he didn't want to, you know, he mm-hmm. wanted to stay in his lane, which is pretty mm-hmm. funny. And also, when you're doing freelance work, sometimes the clients will be like, "Oh, can you just like also shoot some photos, or like, mm-hmm. can you also do some of this stuff?" And like, have a charge for it. Yeah know how much you're going to charge for extra stuff. And like, that's why contracts are super important because you're like, nope, that's not in like the statement of work. Yeah, refer to the scope of work, baby. I also think that like, it's such a numbers game to get work, especially like, okay, if you're you're trying to apply for like a corporate job or an agency job, like Mm. you're not just going to apply to one Mm -mm, job. Just like colleges. Exactly. Just like colleges. And if you're a freelancer, like once you get your fucking website on point, like you got to just reach out to a bunch of companies because it's a numbers game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the first person most likely won't say yes. And even if like, let's say you're applying to one of your dream jobs or what you think is going to be a dream job of yours. And, you know, they don't get back to you or like it doesn't work out for some reason. It's super hard to like not get bummed about mm-hmm. it that you don't get it. But like understand that everything happens for a reason. And there's a mm-hmm. reason why that job didn't work out. And you just got to keep pushing keep applying to more stuff and like outreaching and the right thing will come about when i didn't have a job and i came back i was like freelancing full-time had a little small company and i came back from bali i interviewed i shit you not five or six hundred places that's crazy yeah and i like sent off emails sent off emails to every every single job on linkedin and on teamworks that had an opening I was interviewing them, but then I'd go to the interview and I'd be like, hey, so I'm not really like a full-time guy. I have a little small company. And they would all be like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) what? And I was trying to pitch them on like being like, yo, it's going to cost you all these benefits to hire this person. They're going to suck. I go, you got to train them. I go, you don't have to train me. I'm already great. And and I got got two other guys that could help us. Uh And they were like, dude, this is, we need a full-time dude. Which it's funny though, because it's changed. It's changed, but now Now that would work. No, I know. And I, and I did get, we did get some work off of all of the, oh my God, I can't even, I remember getting in these uh, interviews and I wouldn't even know who I was interviewing for. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just doing so many, so many of these of a day. I would just be like, yeah, so what, what are we, what are we going again? They're like, start talking. I'm like, Oh, that's what this is. You know? So, but what I learned off of that was I got good at talking to people mm-hmm. and I got good at understanding like what their questions were. Cause 95% of them asked the exact same questions right. and some of them asked some stupid ass questions. So it's like interesting to hear all these different hiring processes and you can take, you know, you can take a little thing from all of these different interviews, but it's easy to get down on yourself when you get told no, but the whole game is no. Right. Oh, the whole game is you're you're 
trying all these different places. You're getting told no. You're learning what it is that they like and what I like about the people that I'm trying to get a job with or whatever. And then when one eventually does hit and you like it, okay, great. You have yourself an awesome job now and you've learned what it is you don't like. Right. A few more things I want to touch on. Remember that like whenever you, you know, sign a new freelance client or you you start a new job, understand that like it's not a forever thing. Mm -hmm. Like clients come and go and you know if you work at somewhere understand that it's like a stepping stone to the next thing like you don't have to stay somewhere forever right i actually had a call literally this morning with a client that i've been working with for two and a half years and i told him i can't work with him anymore because you know i've just been too busy and it doesn't make sense like it's how much he's like paying me versus like not it's not really what i want to be shooting anymore like it just doesn't make sense and um, two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. So understand that like there's going to come a time where something doesn't serve its purpose anymore. And it might be scary because let's say it is a monthly retainer and you're relying on that money. Like sometimes you just got to let it go and mm-hmm. put trust into the universe that something else, a better opportunity is going to arise. But it won't until you like let that go. I, I totally agree. And similar, like when I was hired as an editor, I was like, fuck this. I'm not an editor. This is bullshit. Like I'm a director, dog. You know what I mean? And I was really struggling with that for like a little bit. But then mm-hmm. I was like, no, I need this because I don't have any work in this business in this industry at all and it's okay to just take a job for a year and get all the experience and get paid and like learn how to do stuff and then you can move on to the next thing don't feel bad about just like getting any job is good yeah. gives you breathing room gives you breathing room and it gives you experience and, mm-hmm. and you learn stuff mm-hmm. I think also the last thing I personally want to touch on is if you become well known on social media in your field, it's a great way because then people find you through that. And like, there's nothing better than getting reached out to by someone who's like, we want to work with you. And then you don't have to pitch mm. yourself because then you have yeah. leverage. For example, I'm really hyped because I just locked in a Sony partnership with Sony mm. Alpha, which nice. is literally like a dream partnership of mine to make them TikTok videos. And that wouldn't have happened had I not been posting on TikTok and they found me that way. So yeah, a little bit of a hack. I also got hired by Loud Luxury through TikTok. So like being well known and creating content on social say, media is important. I would say it's it's know your funnel, right? So like mm-hmm. for social yeah. media, that's your funnel. That's like your mm-hmm. that's how you get your work, right? Like I just from people I've met from agencies in the past, or whatever, and I was like doing freelance stuff, it's like it's all comes from like, hey, I moved to this agency. We need someone to shoot this thing. Like know your funnel and like try to really cultivate that and like nurture it. Mm-hmm. So for you that's like posting and like getting yes. social media. For me it's like reaching out, like having dinner. Like mm-hmm. what's up? How you doing? Been a while. Like Nurture that final once you have one. It's really mm, important. Definitely. I think so. I love that. I think that hopefully from this pod, a lot of you guys are going to go make some bread. Get cre- hired. Get hired. Make some, close make some, some money. deals. Money's, money makes a lot of things easier. It's it, not, it doesn't make your life better, but it makes a lot of things easier and that that's, can be helpful. Money solves money problems, baby. Right. There it is. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the 505 Pod. If you're still here, please drop a screenshot on the story and tag all the boys and we'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Peace. Bye.